going to be a great episode. You guys are going to be so happy. I'm always rapping in the beginning. I am not a rapper. I am not a trapper. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> I know y'all like, Ray, really? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Okay. So let's just jump right into it. So, um, just to give you all a little background information about me, of course, you can go through uh, some of the old episodes and learn, you know, different things about me. But I am from a small town. It is called Florence. It is in South Carolina. It is an hour away from Myrtle Beach. I'm sure if you're listening and you've never heard of Florence, you've heard of Myrtle Beach. Um, and... I lived in Florence mostly all of my life. Um, I do have a a very adventurous mother, so we did travel a lot around the U.S. Um, and you know we we just weren't stuck with the living in a small town and never doing anything. My mom, she always had somewhere for us to go, something for us to do, somewhere for us to travel. So I am very thankful for that. Definitely think it played a part in my mindset and wanting more for myself. So in 2015, it was CIAA, which is this huge event in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I visit uh, I visited some friends, some childhood friends who, you know, who were living in Charlotte. They had left our hometown. And while I was there, they were saying, Liz, you need to move. You need to leave Florence. There's nothing in Florence. Um, it's time to go. Like, why are you still there? And I was like, you know, I can't leave my mother. You know, I have siblings. You know, my kid is in school. It's just not that easy. So, you know, the whole time I was there, my friend was just really convincing me. She was like, you really need to leave North. You really need to leave South Carolina. Like, it's nothing there. It's no jobs. The money's not good. The people are mean. The people are evil. They try to do things to ruin you. And let me be clear. That's not just our hometown. It's everybody's hometown. It's people in New York that wish they probably lived in a in a small town like the one I grew up in. So I'm sure everybody have their moments of I hate where I live. It's people in Costa Rica and Jamaica that wish they were in the States and we travel there for fun. So, you know, we all we all just, you know, not we all, but a lot of us just don't like where we grew up. OK, we see it every day. We see the same people. We grew up around the same people. And we're just like, oh, I need more. Right. Right. So I really was at that point in 2015. Um, I had been through a lot and I was getting to a point where I was starting to really like just hate like really just hate waking up and seeing the same things like being in the same position, not really growing, having the same friends, gossiping about the same things. It was just becoming so old, dating the same kind of dudes. It was just like, oh, it has to be more for my life. So I took a step out on faith and I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, it's only two and a half hours away from my hometown. So I know you're like, oh, you know, that's not too big of a move. Trust me, it is. It definitely was a big move for me because I did it by myself. 
Um, I did have a good friend and I had my cousin who held me down while I was in Charlotte. I had I got a good job and, um, you know, I love Charlotte because it really changed my mindset. Um, it made me more corporate minded, more career minded, and it made me more mature as a woman. And um, I really love that experience with Charlotte. The one thing that I had that I noticed um, while I lived in Charlotte was. A lot of people would talk to me about moving to Charlotte. A lot of, of course, my mom, because my mom was like, I don't want my kids to not be around me. So, you know, she was just tripping off the fact that she didn't see, you know, my son and I every day because we're her babies, but not her. So she don't count in that. But there were a lot of people that I talked to, um, quote unquote, friends, associates, cousins that wanted to move to Charlotte, right? They now all of a sudden had this newfound motivation. And I used to find myself on the phone explaining to them how wonderful Charlotte was. You know, Charlotte's a whole new world. Yeah, it's two and a half hours away, but it's nothing like our hometown. And that's just real talk. And, you know, me even saying, hey, I can try to get you a job here because I'm just miss friendly. And so I didn't make a lot of friends. Um you know, had a lot of connections really fast. So I I did have the opportunity to get people jobs. And um, so, you know, I'm just telling them about this. And I would notice that a lot of times I would have these conversations and it would always be a little bit of pushback from people. It would be, yeah, I'm going to do it. Not now. You know, I may be in a few years or um, I'm going to wait till Pookie get out of prison or um, I'm going to wait till my kids graduate. And, you know, that's fine. That all sounds good. You should definitely always have an escape plan when you move. So I'm totally here for that. But what I noticed was that nobody ever made a move. People did a lot of talking, a lot of talking, a lot of asking questions, a lot of getting information and doing absolutely nothing with it. So, um, you know, I kind of got over wanting people there with me in Charlotte. Um, I, I just kind of got over it. I stopped asking people to come visit me. I stopped I'm getting upset when people would tag themselves in Charlotte and not attempt to visit me. I just got over it. I'm like, it is what it is. So, boom, 2018, late 2018, I start having dreams about moving to Texas. Now, mind you, I know nothing about Texas. Don't know anybody in Texas. Never cared about Texas. Um, You know, always knew and always heard that Texas was super de duper hot. And um, I don't like being hot, so that just wasn't on my list. But, um, you know, if you know God, if you're a believer, you know that his plans are not always our plans, and we just have to go with the flow. And it's a reason why he does what he does. So, boom, 2019, I start my escape plan, and I move to Texas all on my own like the big girl that I am, Right. Very scary experience, very draining experience. The week that I actually moved, I sat in the bathroom when my son went to school and I cried for a whole hour because I was so overwhelmed because I had did so much with that move, okay? And I finally had to break down and get all them tears out because, baby, it was a lot. Because it's not like I had a team or a man or, or anybody. It was just me and my kid, and it was a lot. And when I look back, whoa. 
what an experience. Very thankful I was able to do that and experience that. Um, I will be smarter next time when it comes to moving. But anyway, that's another podcast episode. Okay. Move to Texas. Everybody from my small hometown, they're shocked. What? You moved to Texas? For what? Who's in Texas? Is there a man in Texas? It wasn't a man in Texas, child. I ain't know nobody in Texas when I moved here. But the landlord. I ain't know nobody. Um, but everybody in Texas, in Texas. So once everybody got over the initial shock, once the haters got over the fact that I was actually going to secede and live here and be happy and not have to move back home, people started being intrigued and wanting to know what is the moving process? What made you move to Texas? How can I go there? What are the jobs like? And here I go. Here I go. Here I go telling people I can get you a job because me, Miss Friendly, and always getting those connections, and I did have them. I still have them to this day. And um, I can get you a job here, and I can get you a job there, and you need to get this kind of certification, and this is a big oil industry, and you can make money here, and these 22-year-olds make 80 k a year, and you can do it too. And here I go, throwing out all this motivation, throwing out all these opportunities, and nothing ever happens. Nobody ever moves. Where am I getting to? Let me tell you. Why do I feel like my voice sounds sultry? Baby, I'm just sleepy, okay? (laughs) So, yes, I am actually on my computer because I am going to look up something that I want to give to you guys, right? Because I told you this is going to be an episode where I drop some jewels, Okay, so there's a scripture. If you have your Bible, please stand up when you find the scripture. It is Matthew 7, 6, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, don't waste. Let me say that again. (laughs) Don't waste. You know how they have the people in the church should be reading for the pastor and they be all extra because they just happy they can read. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls and turn and attack you. Now, this scripture can have so many meanings, but I'm going to apply it to what I'm speaking on. Can we stop? Can we stop trying to share the blessings that are specifically made for us? Can we stop trying to share the blessing with other people? Can we stop trying to share the vision that God has for us with other people? Listen, I have talked And motivated people till I'm blue in the face. Some have turned on me. Some didn't appreciate it. And you know what they were? They were the pigs. Because I was dropping those jewels. And I was throwing those pearls. And they were just eating it up. And spitting it right back out. We have to stop trying to bring people with us. Sometimes people just don't belong with you and where you are. 
And when they get here, they're going to throw you off. All of a sudden, you're not on your grind. You're not doing what you're supposed to do because you're getting caught up with the same people God didn't even want you with in the first place. Right? I cannot tell you how many people from my hometown I try to get to to Texas. (laughs) It's almost laughable. Ask me how many are here. Just ask. I'll tell you. Because the motivation and the drive that you might have had for your vision in your life was for a reason. And you can't expect everybody to have that. And I don't care how much they come to you and say, oh, you know, I'm trying to come there. I'm trying to do what you do. I'm trying to be on your level, you know. Listen, you can't be on my level because my level is my level and your level is your level. One day I was talking to a young lady who was very, very desperate to get out of South Carolina. And she said she wanted to move to Texas. And I was in the middle of doing my motivational speech that I always do. And I heard a little voice, which I knew it was the Holy Spirit. And it told me to be quiet. And I, you know me, I'm, I'm a little... I'm a little rebel. I'm like, well, why? Well, I got to be quiet. I'm trying to get, you know, be quiet. Because maybe I don't want her in Texas is what that little voice, a.k.a. I knew it was the Holy Spirit was telling me. Maybe I don't want her in Texas. Maybe I want her in Florida. Maybe I have something for her to do in New York. Or maybe I just want her to stay in South Carolina and finish doing something. Why are you telling her to go somewhere that I told you to go? I didn't tell you to go there and tell everybody to follow you. I just told you and your son to go. And he did. He never showed me anybody else in the dreams. He just showed me and my son. And here I am trying to get a whole tribe of people to come somewhere when that's not even the vision God gave me. Right? So why are we like that? Your past is your past for a reason. And sometimes your past can be attached to the people that you love with all your heart and soul. But God does not want you around them. Okay. And I know you like, no, that's my bestie. We've been best friends since college. We got 20 years between us. Is she helping you grow? Huh? Is she pushing you to that next level as a friend? Or do y'all get on the phone and gossip? Or do y'all get on the phone and talk about all your your fun HBCU memories? When all you both did was sleep around and study and get drunk and get high. Is that helping either one of you grow? No. So why why are you trying to get her to move somewhere? I started telling people when they said, hey, I want to move to Texas. And I say if they are a believer, because, again, I don't religion shame. And if whatever somebody believes in, I respect. But if they were believers and I knew this, I would say, is this where God wants you to go? Or is this where you want to go? Is this your vision or is this God's vision? Because I realized that I didn't even enjoy Charlotte the way I wanted to because I kept going back to South Carolina 
kept going backwards, kept trying to see what was there, kept dating men from South Carolina, knowing I wanted to get away from that, from my hometown, going back to exes, going back to people I used to talk to. When they showed me the first time, they were no good. But here I am going back, skipping back, going back, just going back, back, back. When God wants you to move forward and always. Don't get me wrong. I have moments of. God, why am I here? I don't have a lot of friends here. I don't have a lot of family here. I'm not doing anything that I really want to do yet. You know, God, what am I doing here? And it's like God to say, well, I mean, you don't want to want to be stuck up in the past. You don't want to want to go back to the friend, the old friends that you had that meant you no good. And you want to go back to dating the guys that really meant you no good. Like, when do we open our eyes and realize that we need to let go of our past and let people go and just live our lives in the new live it in the new and enjoy it in the new and it hurts a little bit because not being around something that familiar is extremely painful sometimes we like to be around the familiar right let's keep it real let's keep it all the way real some of us black people only like being around black people We don't want to go in a predominantly white neighborhood. Why? We want to be around our people, people who understand us, our culture, our culture. We want to be around what's familiar. When I first moved in my in my condo, um, I have three Puerto Rican neighbors. They're all elderly ladies, and I have a white neighbor. And when I first moved here, I was like, oh, gosh, really? This is my life? Because I didn't want to be familiar with their cultures. I wanted to be familiar with my culture. I wanted to get to know. I wanted to be around what I've always known, not knowing that God got me out of South Carolina so I can grow and get to experience new and different things. And yet I want to be around the same thing. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be around your own people, your own culture and what you're familiar with. I'm not knocking you for that. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. Sometimes it's okay to experience the new and to like the new. Do you know that I love my little Puerto Rican neighbors, even though they always tell me I need to hurry up before I get married and get fat and get old. They always tell me that they're so funny. I love them, but they feed me. But what if I would have came here with this closed mind and not willing to get to know anybody and not willing to accept different cultures and the in different things that I experienced here in Texas that I would never experience in South Carolina. So we have to stop wasting time trying to bring people into our dreams and our goals and what God has for us and let things happen naturally. If he wants someone in your life or a part of your journey, they will be there and you're not going to have to force it and you're not going to have to have several phone calls for to convince them to to come out and, and be a part of it, period. 
if it's going to happen, it's going to happen organically and the way God wants it, wants it to happen. You don't have to force it. And whenever you have to force it, you have to question if it's really real. So. I just want to say to you, if you're listening and if you're at this point of the show. Do what's best for you and stop trying to bring people with you that's not a part of it. Okay? That's it. That's the tweet. (laughs) I saw that on Twitter. But no, that's it. That's all I have to say is do what's best for you and your journey and, 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 People who are supposed to be a part of it, they'll be there. Whether it's old people, whether it's new people, they'll be there. But stop trying to force people to be a part of something that they're not even supposed to be a part of. And start telling people the truth. Oh, I want to be where you are. You need to be where you're, you're supposed to be. You don't need to be where I am. You need to be where you're supposed to be. You need to question, you know, God and figure out where you need to go. Because you have your own journey and you can't be a part of mine if you're not supposed to be. So that's all I had to say. I just want to say thank you guys for listening to me. I appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Have a good night. Bye.